When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that never beats around the bush. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, today, get uh, get out your your glossy lips, everybody. Smucker up. Eat yeah. some smuckers. Yeah. Put smuckers on your lips thought, for a discounted lip gloss. I thought our episode about cum was last week. Um, <laughs> We're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about lip gloss. Yeah. Um, yeah. But first. But first. Um, yeah. It's a it's a uh, it's a bittersweet day for us uh, here uh, around these parts uh, around gayish because, um, yeah, your fan favorite and and um, producer extraordinaire to us and all of our endeavors, uh, fucking Dan has left the building. Um, uh fucking dan uh submitted his resignation uh here last week and um we're 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 sorry to see him go but um of course understand his reasons and um he he left us a a, a message to play for everybody as a as, as a as a parting gift hey there gayish agenda this is fucking dan getting back to my roots with a recorded message for you all though this time no corrections after a lot of deliberation, I've decided to leave Gayish. It was a really difficult decision to make, but I believe it's the correct one for me right now. My three years helping Mike and Kyle create the show have been really rewarding, in large part thanks to all the listener friends I've made and the kind messages we've received. When things were tough, reading emails and texts from people whose lives were made better by this show kept me going. So be sure to keep Mike and Kyle going by reminding them how much Gayish means to you. I'm not sure what's next for me, but I promised myself in 2022 I would figure that out. So stay tuned. You can follow my socials if you want to stay in touch. They're easy to find from old gayish posts. And I'll be around the gayish community still, playing WoW and posting on Discord, so I'm not disappearing. And you can always listen to old Patreon segments if you miss my voice for as little as $5 a month. Just couldn't resist one last plug for Patreon. Not being a producer is going to take some getting used to. Lastly, I want to thank Mike and Kyle for letting me be a small part of Gayish, trying to do anything I could do to help them succeed. I look forward to hearing future episodes, meeting fellow listeners at the upcoming live shows, and seeing Gayish grow even bigger. Help the guys out by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and recommending so they can quit their jobs too. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you around. Yeah, so uh, thank you to fucking Dan for everything he's done starting from the very beginning. He has been so active and helpful and uh, supports everything that Gayish has done for such a long time now. It's going to be really weird not having him around, and it's not going to be the same without him. He has, as he mentioned, assured us he will uh, still stick around and still support him. But if you want to support him, uh, you can follow some of the socials. He is on Instagram at the dirty bunny which is a safe for work account and he's on twitter at dirty lil l-i-l dirty lil scout which is not safe for work so uh follow him there stay in touch with him um he'll still be around but we're definitely gonna miss him yeah absolutely um and he's he's gonna be at the live shows he said at least the one uh, portland and seattle so if you want a chance to 
hang out with him in person. Those are those are a couple of opportunities. And, Did, and he, does he know for sure enough that we can use him to try to promote the shows like that, or is oh, that a I, maybe? I don't know. I don't we know. should make sure before promising him at the shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Dan, for everything you've done. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Dan. We're gonna miss you. Now the news. Now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 News the first. So I am in uh, Eastern Washington, and uh, that makes that makes it like real weird because I'm not I, I'm not used to being in my my home in not in my home environment, Kyle. Mm, mm. Um, like like a mic out of water. Like a mic out of water. I'm working from my phone today, Kyle, and it just crashed and closed all of my tabs. Oh. So are we still going to have the news? Yes, we are. <laughs> Lucky for you. I saved all the links. If there's a, one thing I know podcast listening audiences love, it's the details of physical setup and internet access, yeah. <laughs> which this, may, this episode may be uh, full of that since we're both in a weird spot. Uh, news the first. So there is a gay police officer in San Francisco, California, who is going to receive a $225,000 settlement in a lawsuit that alleged discrimination and harassment by his colleagues. Hmm. So the San Francisco Board of Supervisors gave final approval on February 8th to the settlement with Officer Brendan Mannix, which, by the way, he's hot. Like, how does it, <laughs> of of the, course, he had to be hot. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, he filed his suit in 2018 in San Francisco Superior Court. He claimed that at the city's central station, he was subjected to frequent anti-gay insults from Sergeants mm. Pat Patrick Tobin and Lawrence McDevitt. They would call him, quote, such a queen and, quote, too dramatic and would react to him with remarks like, quote, ugh, you gays. <laughs> it's so funny that the that shit you and I would say to each other, but it's, it would be very different if someone was saying it to me and genuinely believed it. Like, you know, like it's not one of the gays and is like actually using that as a reason to dismiss your work. Yeah. Like it's, if I say, Kyle, you're being such a faggot, that's way yeah. different than your boss. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the city found that quote, their harassment is so severe, widespread and or persistent that a reasonable gay man in plaintiff's circumstances would have considered the work environment to be hostile or abusive, which I think it's amazing. They think that they're a reasonable gay men. <laughs> <laughs> Did this just become a hostile work environment? Mike? <laughs> Uh, he is still an officer at the central station and, and one of the, one of the defendants, uh, Sergeant Tobin has since retired, but apparently, uh, the, the other people named in the suit are still also with the department, which that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, see, and look, look at this picture. Oh, yeah. He well, looks like someone who would not respond to my messages on Grinder. He's so handsome. Yes. He, he looks like, like, you know, if you said gay cop, that's what central casting would send you. Like, <laughs> exactly. He's he's gonna he's gonna play himself in the TV movie. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah. Anyway. So now he's now he's a quarter millionaire almost. News the second. Yeah. I thought this was super interesting. So there is the uh, Glad's annual where we are on TV report mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is out now. Uh, came out this last Thursday. 
and it found that 11.9% of series regular characters scheduled to appear on broadcast scripted primetime TV this season are LGBTQ+, which is an increase of 2.8 percentage points from last year and a record high in these 17 years that they have been tracking such things. Um, quote, the growing state of LGBTQ representation on television is a signal that Hollywood is truly starting to recognize the power of telling LGBTQ stories that audiences around the world connect with. Glad president and CEO Sarah Kate Ellis said in a press release at a time when anti LGBTQ legislation and violence continues to increase. It is cultural institutions like television that take on the crucial role of changing hearts and minds through diverse and inclusive storytelling. Um, and they also found that for the first time, uh, there are more lesbian characters on TV than gay men, hmm. which in my head, I always thought that lesbians were like, like if you'd asked me, are there more lesbians or gay dudes on TV as fictional characters? I would have said lesbians. And apparently until this year, I would have been wrong. Oh yeah. I think like gay white men, gay, cis gay white men like tend to get the representation uh, on places. Like when people think of gay community or LGBT community, that seems to be the place that like people tend to think of like the gay white men. That doesn't surprise me. Hmm. Okay. Well, for the first time in the report's history, lesbian characters represented the largest proportion of the LGBTQ plus characters on broadcast at 40% up six percentage points from last year. Gay men made up 35% of characters, a decrease of five percentage points from last year. And bisexual plus representation increased very slightly this year after two years of decreases, representing 19% of regular and recurring LGBTQ plus characters. And uh, they also broke it down by like cable versus broadcast versus streaming. And, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch more data in there, but it's, it's really, it's really, I think, I don't know, heartwarming and, and makes me hopeful for the future that that we are uh, continuing to make inroads in mainstream media yeah and don't you also think there are straight people out there that the, the same kind that complain that like queer people show up everywhere now like everyone has to try to make a queer character and like why you know why do you, why does everything have to be gay like it, it, they would guess that like half of characters are now gay like i yeah. think yeah it, it's interesting that it's 11 percent because that's right around kind of what we expect is the number of gay people that exist in the world. So yep. that's like an appropriate fair representation. And it's that, that concept of diminished over representation. If you're not used to ever seeing anyone queer and then one person pops up now, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, everything's gay. Yep. Why? And it's like, wow, you're just not used to seeing anyone who's not you. Yep. Yep. Well, and I, I, I fuck up this quote all the time, but there's that 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 quote about um, when you're coming from a position of privilege, equality feels like oppression. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's and and people just don't know how to handle it, and it makes yeah. me so happy. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, news the last. Yeah. Uh, Gus Canworthy. Ooh. Crashed twice at the Olympics on Saturday. Finished eighth in the free ski half pipe and said, "I am retiring." <laughs> Uh, quote, the final hurrah, he said to Olympics.com, my swan song, I'm done. I'm done competing. I've had a career that I'm really, really proud of. And uh, yeah, he uh, famously came out not too long ago and has been 
a, a, a very visible and vocal part of, of gay sports at elite levels of competition. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, this says uh, for Kenworthy, the end of his skiing journey that saw him not only shrug off bruising injuries and illnesses, but also fears of how the world would react to a gay athlete to compete was an emotional one. Quote, thank you for everything skiing, he told BBC Sport from the slopes of Genting Snow Park in Zhengzhou, China. This sport and the Olympics and competing on a professional level has changed my life in ways I could never have imagined. I grew up in a town of 2,000 people, he said of his hometown Telluride in Colorado, 48 kids in my graduating class. I'm gay. I felt like I just didn't fit in in sport. And to be out and proud, competing at the Olympics and all of the opportunities that have come my way since the Olympics, I couldn't be more thankful. I know that there's an expiration date, and I'm at that date. <laughs> Wait, is he talking about sports or being gay? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, how old is he? He's 30? Oh, yeah, he's dried up. <laughs> <laughs> Just updated his bio to former Olympian, full-time gay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which really, you can't focus on both at the same time. You're going to you, too you're difficult. Do, you're going to do one of them a disservice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. That's the news. Um, well, I would like to thank the following full-time Patreon members, uh, Danny Young. Hard to fuck that one up. Unless yeah. like Young or something. Um, Lucas uh, Araujo. Araujo. Uh, oh, yeah. You named nailed that one. Mm, yeah you know one for <laughs> one to one so far uh and david schuler so thank you to our patreon members if you want episodes a day early ad free listening and to support us go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast do it uh do you want to talk about lip gloss all right kyle i do want to talk about lip gloss and I am more than a tiny bit concerned that this episode will be 20 minutes long. Like how much, <laughs> how much, how much is there to talk about with, with lip gloss and whose fault was this? Who put this on the episode list? Oh yeah. You, um, did I? Yes. No. Yes. Why would I do that to me? I don't know. <laughs> Another question for you. Why would you start out our episode saying, Hey, this isn't going to be that good. <laughs> I mean, I think it every time. Now I'm just saying it out loud. Okay. Are, are you lowering our expectations for what you're about to do? Okay. Underpromise and overdeliver, Kyle. That's the secret okay. to success. Okay. But don't underpromise so much that they stop and listen to a different one. I have some <laughs> stuff to talk about lip gloss. All right. Well, okay. I was going to say, why did you decide to pick this? But you don't remember that part. So maybe you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I do. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into it a little bit more. And like, there is a for sure, like I associate chapstick with gays and lip gloss for sure mm. gay. Like if you're, mm, yeah. if you're if you're a dude and you're using lip gloss, I just think you know there's a very slim chance that you're not sucking dick on the side. At least, <laughs> you know, and I mean, yeah, I guess do you recognize that as being like a problematic view like do you know that yes okay okay you're you're talking about like oh well it it, it wasn't a, like obvious that if you were saying that was good or bad you were just saying like it sounded like you were just putting the statement out there that like lip gloss is for gay dudes yes yes to what that is an association that i have problematic or not 
and mm. I think it it bears yeah. inspection. Well, problematic or not, like yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is problematic. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay, I still am not getting like what the like. I can't tell. It's problematic because the assumption that feminine things make you gay is the association that like we should straight men should be allowed to do things that are stereotypically feminine and it doesn't mean that they're gay and if you associate anything feminine with anything gay then we're it's just we're not breaking down some of the gender roles that we that we should be we shouldn't like part of allowing and accepting gay men is saying it's okay to break the norms but that then also has to apply to straight men allowing them to break the norms and still uh, identify however they choose yeah yeah I, i agree absolutely I was reading a, it was a, was it a Reddit thread or Quora? It was something, it was, it was something that I should not have been reading. And somebody was asking like, I'm a dude. Is it okay for me to wear lip gloss? And the comments on it were just vitriolic. Like, should I, okay, this is not what we planned. Should I go into my Quora and other sections of the internet? What people had to say about reading about where guys wearing lip gloss? Sure. Like, we can start there. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Calling an audible. What yes, as <laughs> as the football players do often in the huddle. Um okay, so yeah, I asked the internet uh what it thought about guys wearing lip gloss and Quora, maybe I wonder if this is the same one you saw. Um, but on Quora, first answer, me personally. I really don't care what other men especially think of my look. I'm not into guys, so why would I give a rat's ass about what they think? Speaking as a man who has been with approximately 200 women, I can say that you have to find the look that is best for you and attracts the type of person you want to be attracted to you. Me personally, I do sometimes wear clear lip gloss. Hmm. That one surprisingly supportive in a weird like, hey, I'm definitely not gay. I've fucked 200 women. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the weirdest like. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm straight, but let me quantify how straight I am for you. Prove how straight. It's like, let me, I'll show the, you my punch card. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> the more I thought about it, the more I loved, I almost felt like it was using toxic masculinity to support. Yeah. Like, for, like you can use your, your powers for good or evil. And it seemed like he used it for good. Like, look, let me do this thing that's usually shitty of sh- telling you how many chicks I've fucked. Mm-hmm. but use it to support people wearing lip gloss. I don't know. That was the, this is the best comment. I think we will hear all day. Uh, the next person said, uh, they'll probably look good, but I don't think it's a very good idea to wear lip gloss as a guy, at least not in public, even uh, if it was transparent. I, a guy sometimes put transparent lip gloss on my lips before I go to sleep, but only for healing porpoises uh but i always wash it off after i wake up i never wear it in public because eventually a man is a man and this is kind of feminine thing okay which even that like that comment gave me these vibes of like this dude who really wants to wear that wear lip gloss and has to justify it and has to wash it off and yeah can't because he's internalized these uh these stereotypes yeah 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 like like he he totally wears he totally wears pantyhose, but only at home and when nobody else is around. Like, and just for its healing properties. Right. Yeah, exactly. Pantyhose is good for the legs or something. Yeah, exactly. It improves circulation. That's yes. it. Yes. <laughs> the only reason. Um, 
another website, girlsaskguys.com. Uh, girls, is it okay for a guy to wear lip gloss? Which, like, that's a funny question because for me, like, I don't care what girls have to say about me. Right. <laughs> like, that's so irrelevant to me and my wearing of. Um, but what girls have to say is no, unless it's SPF, especially if you are supportive. No, especially if you are if you are sportive. <laughs> which I think that means like you play sports, which I yeah. really like that word. Okay. Especially if you are sportive or have say high blood pressure that can dehydrate you quicker. This could also mean you aren't drinking enough water. Is any of that how it actually works? Like, I, like I don't know how lip, <clears throat> I don't know how chapped lips are caused, but I think, yeah, one of the common like suggestions is like you may be dehydrated or drink more water. Okay. It just like I don't I, know if that's true or not. But. I don't know if that's a website that one should go to for medical advice about your lips or otherwise. Like, <laughs> Coming from medical medical experts ourselves, right? Yeah, don't exactly. trust them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Like th- this came up a lot of of kind of needing to find. I'll tell you in a my other segment I have is is talking about looking up men's lip gloss and part of the uh, part of the process of that is like really trying to convince guys their other of its other purposes and benefits, including like, uh, like not just like nothing is like, Oh, it's cute. You'll look pretty like uh, any of that. It's like, no, it's only okay. If you need something to like rehydrate your lips or I don't know. Um, another comment from that site, you may get some odd looks, but it's most certainly okay for a guy to do what he pleases with his face. Guys normally wear chapstick, but if a guy wants to wear lip gloss, then fucking wear lip gloss. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Girl. For sure. You know, uh, a, a couple of times now I've heard you say uh, specifically clear lip gloss. Like, like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're it, it's dudes, it's okay for dudes to make their lips shiny, but it's not okay to make them a different color or something. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, there are a lot of, this is part of the, like, even, even things that seem supportive seem to have qualifications attached to yeah. it. <laughs> like, uh, wear it, but wear it so it's not obvious. Or, yeah. you know, you can do what you want, but I personally wouldn't or like, yeah, I do it, but BT dubs, I'm totally straight. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There are a lot of, um, I'm okay with you being gay. Just don't touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, like you can tell we really still have cultural hangups around m- makeup and also like things that uh, lip gloss seems like, you know, is so stereotypically feminine, uh, like that, yeah, it we have a yeah, we we definitely still have a lot of issues around this. Yeah. Uh the last one I'll read is from a website mylot.com where it says what kind of guys wear lip gloss. Uh and one of the answers was I sometimes force my lip gloss on my boyfriend's lips when they get chappy. It's a little weird to see a guy's lips so shiny, but I don't really mind. That makes them kissable? Not manly though. Let's just say this guy who puts lip gloss is particular about his appearance. Whether he is gay or not, we don't know. Particular about his appearance as like the most academic wink wink <laughs> nudge nudge. He's he's gay. Like is right? Yeah, oh hundred percent. I saw the same thing and was like, oh, this is how we used to say gay without saying gay. <laughs> yes, it's a confirmed bachelor particular about his appearance. Like fastidious that. nature. <laughs> it's like, um and I really thought it was interesting that she said his lips, like it makes them more kissable, but not manly. And yeah. so it was like one of those things where more kissable, that should mean you're like more interested or they make you more attracted to him but had to point out but that but she knows that's not the manly thing to do like it's mm. 
it's like she's i don't know if she's noticed the 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 um kind of internal conflict in what she said or like that is that's it like societally he looks better to me but societally i'm supposed to be interested in men who are more manly so he's not that it's like i don't know that she even recognizes that conflict within herself when she was writing this yeah or is there a is there like Like, is, does she want to kiss a girl and like it? Like the Katy Perry song? Mm-hmm. Like, is mm-hmm. that, is that, like, it's having a feminizing effect and that makes me want to make out with him more. Maybe you are a lesbian and you don't know it yet. <laughs> or maybe lip gloss is not male or female. Maybe there's just something that makes it look good and you want it. And even if it's on a dude. Yeah. I'll buy that. Um, lastly, uh, just cause I wanted to end on something good back on my lot.com. Uh, what kind of guys wear lip gloss? I didn't even realize there was a full article cause where the ads were placed, it just had that title and then an mm. image of Pee Wee Herman. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was the entire thing. His <laughs> lips are very shiny. I, I was like so excited. Cause like, I thought that was, it was just the question and Pee Wee Herman with his shiny lips. <laughs> and then I realized there was like words later down on, but wait, did Pee Wee Herman wear lip gloss? He wore something very shiny. Any picture of him back in the day, his lips are soups shiny. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You uh, like. Uh, you kind of can get away with it when you're an actor on on TV or something because like the expectation is there's a light, you know, kind of light makeup for anyone. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Yeah, his lips are very shiny, very kissable. Not mm-hmm. manly though, kissable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I. I yeah, I think there we're getting into makeup for men, and um, I think lip gloss is a, a a particularly difficult one to 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 sell to make the leap. I think there's some things that you can pitch to men like concealer that um, you the the point is not wearing makeup. The point is you can look better and like don't tell anyone you have concealer on. Like let's keep it a secret. But like to be a dude that just wants to wear makeup because it looks cute or looks good and is okay about being obvious about it. Like we're, we're not, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. 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 Huh? Yeah. What, (laughs) what was that? What are you thinking? I don't know. Like I, it's so funny how, how gender is constructed in our society and, and the things that are like, we've talked about lots and lots of different things on the show over the years that, are for whatever reason have been deemed masculine or feminine, even down to the colors like blue and pink. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and we know from looking at history that those things are not etched in stone. Like babies don't come out of the womb thinking that blue is for boys. (laughs) It's just not how it fucking works. And in fact, uh, pink was the color for boys in like the Victorian era or whatever. It just, it's just, um, it's just not true, but it's so ingrained and those messages yeah. are so uh, pushed on us through advertising and media and, and cultural um, structures that like it becomes really hard to dismantle them yourself, yeah. much less yeah. convince somebody else that they should. And yeah. uh, it's just really, it's just really, it's just really interesting. Like, yeah. like, so you have shiny lips. So the fuck what? And, <laughs> Um, 
yeah, I don't know. That's, that's is this probably... a good transition into the history of lip gloss? Sure. I'm going to talk to you about the history of lip gloss. See, so... okay. Rather than starting like right off the bat, if you just say the history of lip gloss, I'm like, what? I... But this where you like, you led me in there with like, wow, there's a lot of these different roles that they're constructed in a way. And why are they that way? And now let me give you the answer. Yeah. Ooh, you, you got me. You got me hooked. Great. I'm very glad about this. You um, not better be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no pressure, Mike. Um, so, so lip gloss was invented by the company Max Factor, and I wanted to ask you really quick: Do you know anything about the company Max Factor? No. If you asked me before, I would have said that would be a reality TV show where they ask ask if you have that Max Factor, and they, whoever wins gets a modeling contract. All right. So Max Ma- Max Factor is a company. It's a brand of of cosmetics and. Uh, I'm 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 going to take a little uh, a, a little plagiarism, I guess. I don't know uh, if you listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. They have this segment where it's the bluff the listener game, where there are three stories, and you have to decide which one is true about okay. how the company Max Factor was founded and named. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Option number one. Max Factor was founded in the early 80s because marketing research showed that phrases like Grody to the Max and the success of Max Headroom and Pepsi Max created a niche in the collective consciousness for products associated with what they called in the research the Max Factor. And after several iterations, they had used the phrase Max Factor so often they just decided to name the company that. Okay. Option number two. Max Factor is named for Maximilian Faktorowicz, who is a Polish-American businessman, beautician, entrepreneur, and inventor, and moved to the United States, popularized the term makeup, and founded Max Factor based on an Englishization of his name, Maximilian Faktorowicz. The third option, the third story is, uh, in the 18. 80s there was a plant in new white plains new york called the military exchange factory or shortened to mx factory and then uh, it fell into disrepair during the depression and the y felt off the end of the sign and so it was mx factor and locals began calling it the max factor building when it was purchased by a cosmetics company to use as the manufacturing center for their products uh, the name Max Factor had already stuck, so they just decided to name the company that. Okay. The idea of s- the, n- someone named Maximilian Factorowitz is not – that's hot, that's impossible. There's no way. Even if you told me that was true, I wouldn't believe you. That's, too, <laughs> that's like – that would be ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to go with – the only struggle I have with number one is I don't know if the words – the phrase grody to the max was around in the 80s. I would have thought that was later. So that's the part I don't believe. But otherwise, that's – I'm going to say number one is the true one. Okay. Okay. I'm so fucking pleased. Maximilian <gasps> Faktorowitz. <laughs> Fuck yourself. No, that's a made-up – you can't show me your phone with a fake uh, mock-up of a Wikipedia page. Yeah. That's so – no. Right. Uh, Maximilian Faktorowicz was born nope. September 15th, nope. 1877. No, he wasn't. It's, he's not real. 
<laughs> he was never born. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, became known as Max Factor. Actually, Max Factor Senior, because he named his son Max Factor. He was a Polish American businessman, beautician, entrepreneur, and inventor, and founder of the cosmetics giant Max Factor and Company. And uh, he indeed popularized the term makeup as a noun. Hmm. And uh, what I, I already I. I fucked up a little bit because I, I I mentioned that he has a son. Uh, we often talk about historical figures and how gay they were and how certain <laughs> we are that they were gay. Yeah, I want to talk about Max Factor and his background and like how gayish he is because oh. his CV is just replete with faggotry. But he was like, <laughs> he was for sure not a gay. Um, when I die, I want someone to say that I was replete with faggotry. Like, <laughs> God, I, you know, I did it right. If that's how someone describes you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it like, we'll, we'll etch it in stone and put it on your head. Oh, your, God. Your, your headstone. Yeah. Um, with like, I don't know, like, like maybe, maybe a, maybe a rainbow and Aww. like, can a you... flesh jack or something. I don't know. Anyway. I was going to say carve a, like carve a little hole in the headstone so it can, <laughs> so it can be like a glory hole. Oh God. So, uh, he was born in Poland to working class people, but because his parents could not afford formal education for their four children, by the age of eight, Max was working as an assistant to a dentist and pharmacist. And at the age of nine, he got an apprenticeship as a wig maker and hmm. cosmetician in central. Thus Poland. begins the faggotry. Exactly. Exactly. So so he made wigs as a child laborer. And um, that experience enabled him to gain a position at Anton's of Berlin, a leading hairstylist and cosmetics creator. By the age of 14, he was working at Corpo, a wig maker in Moscow. And he was a cosmetician to the Imperial Russian Grand Opera. So he did hair and makeup for the opera uh, as, as a teenager. And then uh, he, from age 18 to 22, uh, he had to go into the military because that was compulsory. And he served in the hospital corps as a nurse. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a gay story. Like the whole thing is... <laughs> Uh, after he got out of the military, he opened his own shop in the town of Ryazan, selling handmade rouges, creams, fragrances, and wigs. Wow. Uh, he became well-known when a traveling theatrical troupe wore his cosmetics to perform for Russian nobility. So the Russian nobility appointed him the official cosmetics expert for the royal family and the Imperial Russian Grand Opera. So... Then in the early 1900s, there was increasing anti-Jewish persecution developing in the Russian Empire. So he uh, and his wife and brother Nathan and Uncle Fischl, which uh, anyway, they moved to America. B basically, they escaped to St. Louis, Missouri. And then he sold rouges and creams at the 1904 World's Fair. And that was when he changed his name to Max Factor so that it would be a more palatable name to American audiences. Uh, his partner stole all of his stock and the profits, but, uh, they recovered, he recovered and opened a barber's shop with, uh, help from his brother and uncle and cut hair. Um, and then they got a divorce. He and his wife had four kids 
she died of a brain hemorrhage. So he very quickly married another woman named Helen. And then I don't know. He had another kid with her, I think, but that ended in a prolonged court battle and a divorce and a big old fight. So it moved to LA, which moving to LA, that's another gay story waiting to happen. Um, But he provided made to order wigs and theatrical makeup to the film industry. He established a shop on South Central Avenue, advertised the business as Max Factor's antiseptic hair store. <laughs> wow. Should have workshopped that a little bit, I think. Intr- yeah. <laughs> he began experiment- experimenting with various compounds uh, to develop a suitable makeup for the new film medium. And by 1914, he had perfected the first cosmetic specifically created for motion picture use. It was a thinner grease paint in a cream form packaged in a jar and uh, unlike theater makeup, it would not crack or cake, especially under lighting. Hmm. So then he just he worked with all of these like starlets. Uh, he would customize makeup for all of these actresses. Uh, Gloria Swanson, Mary Pickford, Paula Negri, Jean Harlow, Claudette Colbert, Joan Crawford, Judy Garland, Betty Davis. Uh and uh, some people give her credit for uh, Lucille Ball's hairstyle. Give who credit? Max Factor. Oh, wait. Did you mean to say her? Max. They gave Max Factor credit for Lucille Ball's hair. Pronouns don't mean anything, Kyle. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, he is known for doing makeovers for starlets and giving them their signature looks. His most iconic works include Jean Harlow's platinum hair, Clara Bow's bob, Lucille Ball's false lashes and red curls, and Joan Crawford's hunter's bow overdrawn lips all of that is to say that by 1930 when max factor was getting on in years but still very much running the company and in charge of of inventing shit they invented lip gloss in 1930 Hmm. they uh it was invented in 1930 specifically to create a lip product that would make lips shiny and glossy for the film industry he had already as i mentioned been really big in cosmetics for Hollywood and by this time black and white films had a need for shiny lips because of some stylistic things that I don't understand maybe a film major can explain it to me but yeah the the very first commercially available lip gloss was called X-rated which I think is hilarious Ooh. it launched in 1932 and uh, it was sold in its original formula until 2003. Eventually, mm-hmm. Procter and Gamble ended up getting the rights to that, and uh, uh, you know, um, I think they own Max Factor now. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, Procter and Gamble retired the product in 2003. But for 70 years, it was exactly the same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's when it was founded. I just wanted to talk about how gayish Max Factor's life was, and 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 make you realize that he's a, a real person, despite the fact that that totally sounds fucking made up. And I. <laughs> It sounded so made up that I was like, I bet I could get Kyle to believe it was made up. And yeah, <laughs> you did very good. I absolutely did. Um, yeah, I, I, the whole time I struggle with, I mean, the same things we were talking about of, of everything you described, like you, any gay person reads that and it's like, this dude is super gay. And also, uh, like you said, that's just all, all of those, like you just described a million different stereotypes all rolled into one dude. And I don't know. Yeah, it's hard for me to not think he was gay, but then I feel shitty about like the entire point that I was trying to make and we're trying to make is that you can do any of that stuff and be straight or yeah, it's just it's it's 
I don't know. It's hard to break yourselves of that idea. And then it turns out like half the time, like he actually was gay and you're like, well, fuck, I was trying to break all my assumptions, but then I turned out to be right. And it's like, it's just so hard to break those concepts. And I don't know, maybe I can just blame it on society instead of myself. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it, it is, it is easy to say, it is easy to say because it's true. If a dude wants to be into hair and makeup and, and, and really, is super passionate about it and good at it and builds a career out of it. What does that have to do with sexuality? Yeah, right. Yeah. It just, it just, it, it doesn't a straight guy can be into those things and excel at it. I'm sort of reminded like this season on RuPaul's drag race, there is a, there is a straight drag queen mm-hmm. and quite similarly, you watch him and you watch it and you think, nah, he's gotta be gay. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like, but why? None of that actually adds up. None of yeah. those dots actually connect. But like those messages that we've received are so powerful and ingrained. It's really hard to fight them. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Should I tell you about my experience looking for uh, lip gloss for men? Yes, I would love to hear. Okay. So, man, you did such a good transition from my years last time. I should, I should have, um, that's interesting about lip gloss. When did lip gloss for men become available? Shit. I don't have the answer to that in mind, but let me tell you about products. I don't know. Okay. never mind. (laughs) I'll edit in a better transition later. Okay. So what I I was just, I wanted to look for lip gloss for men and kind of see what, uh, what things are out there right now. Mm -hmm. So searching for lip gloss for men, most things that will show up will be articles about lip balm it right yeah that like it it just it's like one of those things where it doesn't even like say did you mean this or we were including results for this that's just what shows up is Mm -hmm. like i I was kind of like halfway through and and then realized oh all of this is about lip balm not lip gloss so i mean that alone shows you like the the the, i think yeah, people, this, this, this is consistent in that I don't think people want to very directly just be like unapologetically like wear lip gloss if you want. So the, the first article I got to was this Strix article, S-T-R-Y-X, called Real Men Wear Lip Balm. And they uh, a few quotes that I wanted to uh, share first. Uh, this is near the, the top of the article. It's a shame that outdated ideas of masculinity prevent many men from adequately caring for their skin. So again, we're like lip balm, yeah. like, no, it's okay. You can care for your skin. So that part's good. And then like later they had, um, even though it's not lipstick, a lot of men seem apprehensive about even using lip balm. And it's mm-hmm. interesting. Those like, um, both in an article about trying to say it's okay for men to wear lip balm, they're still putting the qualifier as long as it's not lipstick, you yeah. know, like they're, they're, they're still trying to say what's okay and not okay for men to do. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I had this thought, maybe you're getting to this, uh, but uh, that there's something, there's something about men and masculine folks, like the message that we receive from society that it's okay to do something if there's practical reason and, and aesthetics is not okay. That like yep. if you're if you're putting it on your lips to make them feel better, well then it's a balm or a salve, and that's you know that's that's okay because that's about you know like m- medicine reasons or like it's it's yeah. there's a pra- there's a practical benefit. It's not because of the look, it, but yeah. if it were, that would be feminine and therefore not okay. I, I'm sort of reminded that like 
like the the utila kilt uh, uh, phenomenon <laughs> and and how like a lot of them are just skirts. Like, <laughs> you just didn't want to call it a skirt, but like if it's if it's a if it's a if it's a manly garment, you can put shit in. Then yeah. that, like that makes that makes it okay. There's a there's a reason. Like I don't know. Yes, no, that is absolutely true. I saw a lot of the different ways people were marketing this. Like, I mean, two major like categories. One is exactly what you're talking about. There are practical benefits, including good for your skin. There's SPF. There's like getting rid of chapped lips. There, like, they absolutely were trying to sell the practical purposes of it. Um, and the other thing they were trying to sell it on is like trying to remind you or reinforce that it is not feminine. This is, this is not glossy. Like it doesn't have to be shiny. You don't have to like, they're, they're, they're trying to convince people that it's a, not a feminine thing to do. But, but like I said in that last quote, it's, it's, there's always a qualifier or like a, that, that can seem supportive, but then the underlying note is like, because feminine things are bad and we know that you don't want feminine things. So like, let's, let's try to remind you how not feminine and okay this is yeah yeah other things that uh, like came up while i was looking these up are the models i think (laughs) tended to be most mostly masculine mostly white you know mostly super hot dudes like you know part of this is selling any kind of makeup clothes fashion like anything they're going to use hot dudes so like i don't blame that specifically on like the lip gloss thing but I don't know. I, I think there is some desire to remind uh, people that this is mask people putting putting on. Sure. Yeah. Lip yeah. Balm. Uh, and yeah, uh, I really enjoyed some of the names. Uh, the ones that just stood out to me was there is a, a brand was called Lumo or something. Um, the package just says man on it. <laughs> <laughs> really there was a lip lip balm called black monster um oh. there was rugged and dapper uh and then there was man gloss oh god <laughs> which that's another name for cum it sounds yeah that's more cum euphemism <laughs> absolutely um man gloss my face gross oh mm. <laughs> No, it's totally mask, dude. It's man gloss. Um, okay, so when you when I put in like uh, remove balm from the results to try to actually get lip gloss, um, uh, it's really interesting. Some of the results I got were lip gloss. Uh, this the first result, Janet's closet lip gloss for men and cross dressers. So uh, there's actually like kind of results that came up a couple times were like about cross dressing, and it's like interesting that that's the connection um and that's kind of the like what kind of men would actually be looking for lip gloss not just lip balm like i i like i had this initial reaction and i need to like work on of like no i don't want lip gloss for cross dressers i want lip gloss just a just a regular old lip gloss and it's like oh what's wrong with it if it's for cross dressers what would be the problem in me yeah, like buying it from them or using it, like uh, yeah. So there's especially like, if it's exactly the same shit in a different tube. Like does the <laughs> yep, hundred percent. Well, that I mean, that's a big part of it. Is like, what's in all of this? Like, what's the difference between some of these things? Like, I, I like the way they they tout the, the like men's lip balm are like it's not it's you know there's no color or it doesn't make your lips too shiny or there's you know I don't know. Um, 
I ended up going to this men's metallic lip gloss, which was on xdress.com or just the letter xdress.com. Again, like cross-dressing website. And I really liked what was refreshing about it once I got there was that it's so much of what you see and everything I described is really trying to justify it to people or trying to explain itself or trying to say it's okay or trying to caveat it or like there's just so, so much like excuses and bullshit that, goes along with the marketing of it. This is just, you know what? Like this is just a website. It had no, it's not trying to justify anything on it. It's just (laughs) showing here are the models. Here's what they look like. We're selling these panties. We're selling this thing. Do you want to look cute? Great. Here's this. It's like it it used words. It shows models. It didn't have articles saying like, no, it's okay. Like it's, it just, it was just so refreshing just to be like, cool. Here's some shit you might want. Yep. You know, so I, I really appreciated that. Um, I saw something similar on, I don't know how to pronounce this, Jewel, Jule, J-O-U-E-R. Um, sure. It was a lip gloss that was on Amazon that just said men and women. So it was like one of those, like, what is the real difference if you're looking for like lip gloss for men? Like, it, it, it seemed like, I mean, it might be an Amazon optimization that you just like, I'd rather show this to more people so I can just tack on men and women. But like, even if that's the reason, like, that's kind of nice just to be like lip gloss for men and women. Yeah. Yep. Also, I mean, sorry, non-binary people. I don't think you get a category in Amazon. I don't know if you're allowed to use Amazon yet. <laughs> I don't know if we've progressed that far. I did check because I really like their nail polish and what they stand for. Fluid, uh, F L U I D E. Uh, dot us uh, which i've mentioned before surely for for a uh, nail polish but they um they also do a really good job on their lip gloss um they have like one uh, lip gloss there you can uh look at the different colors each of the different colors shows different kind of product images and the uh the images that show up are people of all genders all colors and again there's no there's just hey i picked this color and you see a bunch of images and sometimes it'll show you presumably men or you know could be non-binary people or people that present feminine there's like the whole spectrum and there's no it it's not you know they don't try to do one of every gender or did they don't it's just you get some images and it just kind of integrated into the look of just like here are some images of people wearing it so um the and i will say this is not i uh i have myself purchased not lip gloss i do i might go back to that the fluid and buy some uh some lip gloss from them i don't know i i have a couple like lip things uh but when i was like looking for lipstick there's deferio a semi semi semi-transparent jelly lipstick for men and i think uh they had a variety of products that seem to like acknowledge that men may want some that are not like too like shiny but they also had like full-on lipstick for men and they were able to show like dudes that look kind of femme that's like some of the bigger like the first things i saw like originally when i was looking through um you know they they didn't seem to want to show anyone or any models who are too feminine or wearing any other makeup or anything you know I, i think they're I think they're intentionally trying to avoid like if you put an image like, Hey, no, it's totally cool dudes, but here's a super femme looking model. Then people like, then dudes will be all threatened and not want to buy it. So, so it was nice seeing like different products and some of the dudes wearing them are femme, you know? So, um, that's one I own. I also own a like super dark, supposedly like not like dark Brown kind of like lipstick. Um, but I don't really wear them ever. 
Oh, okay. Um, it's like a combination of a lot of things. Partly, like I feel like I'm so bad at like fashion overall. Like I don't know how to do any kind of. I have like what makeup do I have? I have those two things of like lipstick. I have eyeliner that I never wear. I have um like eye. I like makeup stuff that I never wear. I just like don't know how to use it. Don't feel like anything looks okay. Like if I just did lipstick, that would stand out so much. And like, I don't know, maybe that's okay, but I feel like I should be able like should do other things on my face too. So it's like cohesive and I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I, I don't know how to do it. I don't feel like it looks good on me. I am so bad at like, I feel like if I did that, like then I should also be fashionable. Otherwise, like, like I look so like shittily dressed anyway. Like what if I look shittily dressed and put on some lipstick? Like that'd be, I don't know. Like I I should, I should have to be like a trendy dude to be able to do that. Um, I was thinking about, it. I was like following, I follow, like I try to follow people that I, I think add interesting things, including like men that are really good with, uh, 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 makeup. And I like to follow like trans and non-binary influencers. And, uh, I don't know, just like a variety of people that I think are doing cool things and good to like, I don't know, inspiring me. And like the, the downside of following all those people is like, they're people who know how to wear makeup and they look really good or they look like they're confident in it. And like, I don't know that can be a little bit disheartening. You don't find someone like uh, that looks this like slobbly dressed and like also has makeup on. I don't know. You do your nails though. Is this, is the difference here that it's your face? <sighs> um, I, I don't know. I still like, I even feel weird about like nail polish. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I, I put it on so poorly and it, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. There are also sometimes like I even know like with I've talked about it enough, like wearing a skirt where like some days I just like don't want to do it. It's not like based on anyone else's judgment of me that I've heard like in person or, or actually experienced. I just like it's like, do I want to add a level of anxiety to going outside? <laughs> like, and then sometimes, and a lot of times it's just like, you know what? I just don't want to like put, put on that additional weight to myself. So I just don't. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's part of it too. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> You're a human being human. <laughs> I guess there's also a level of like, I know that I'm fortunate to have the option to, you know, decide when and where I want to, but just like, I'm sure we've talked about this being gay. Like it's both nice to have the option to pass, but on the shitty side is then it doesn't push you to like confront your anxieties as much. And that's how definitely how I feel about, you know, things like makeup, like wearing the lipstick. I have like, you know, putting on skirts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you have lip gloss, Mike? Have you ever considered buying lip gloss? I'm (laughs) trying to think if I have any, anywhere and i don't think i do i'm trying to remember if trevor ever did either i don't think so my ex-wife did um that's understandable to me (laughs) which i think she also like maybe chose a shitty brand or something i don't know but like i hated it when she would wear it because like it was it was impossible to kiss because like it would Mm. like cement your faces together (laughs) um 
So I just have always sort of associated it with a sticky, goopy mess. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was not supposed to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, does it affect, would it affect your uh, interest in a dude if he was wearing lip gloss? More, less, none. That is a great question. I think I would be neutral. Would you be neutral or would you want to be neutral? Well, no, what, what I'm, what I'm thinking about is like, I don't know. I don't know if the, if men in Seattle don't wear lip gloss or if men in Seattle do wear lip gloss and it's just subtle and I'm not noticing. But like when I, when I think about like, when's the last time I saw a dude and I could tell, oh, he's wearing lip gloss. I don't know that that's ever happened here mm. before. What about lipstick? Is it different? Like, is it lip gloss versus lipstick? Or is it just like any kind of lip product? Uh, can you think of? Uh, like, like I've seen dudes use chapstick or like Carmex yeah. or, 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 or whatever. But like, and lipstick, I'm, you know, a, a f- more times in Seattle. Like there's a, there's like a, like a, like a goth undertone to a lot of Seattle mm. fashion. Like I'll, I'll yeah. see black lipstick on an otherwise like really black ensemble or whatever mm-hmm. but no i mean most most of the time if i see a dude wearing lipstick as a drag queen right and yeah yeah um yeah i think you're right i don't i can't think of a time that i saw just like out at the club like i i feel like i see painted nails and maybe dudes wearing heels uh, like yep. at gay clubs i think those are the more common kind of things in this area yeah yeah absolutely i do remember seeing more of that in weho in la mm. and there i think the whole thing is like people are pretty so they can get away with it or something. I don't know. Mm. It was like, there's a, there's, there's something happening there that I don't quite understand, but that's where my brain goes. I, I very, Oh yeah. Hawkeyes can do more stuff and get away with it. Cause it's like, Oh, but he's super hot. So like, yeah. 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 Um, I think my assumption that again, this is a shitty one that I need to break. If I saw a dude wearing lip gloss, I would assume he's a bottom. So I wouldn't, I'd be like, ah, damn it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's that's the, the exact same concept. Any you know anything stereotypically feminine both makes him gay or makes him even a like a a bottom like that like that's the whole like you know assumptions and stereotypes that need to need to go away. But yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. I don't disagree. I don't like that. I I don't like that. I think that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but right. That is. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh. What else you got? Okay. So I also. There's like, I have one more thing, but do you have anything for Patreon? I wrote down my favorite lyrics from the Lil Mama song, song Lip Gloss, but that does not a full Patreon segment make. My lip gloss is popping. My lip gloss is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the uh, Kylie Jenner, Trixie Mattel controversy. Oh, wait, hot, I don't think I, I don't think I know this. It's hot off the presses too. It's from last <gasps> week. So you'll have to do wow. the Patreon segment if you want to hear the whole thing. It's wow. lip, it's lip gloss. It's Kylie Jenner. It's drag queen. It's, it's going to be fabulous. Wow. This is, this, oh, I'm so interested to hear this. Do we have to talk <laughs> about my thing? Or can yes. <laughs> okay. This is, <laughs> this is, uh, let me tell you the top three quotes from the, song lip gloss by Lil mama you clearly remember this i was gonna ask if you remember this song but clearly did because you went right into it um mm-hmm. uh third best lyric from that song is wipe the corners of my mouth so i work it wipe the corners of my mouth so i work it 
Okay. That seems a little euphemistic to me, but maybe it's because yeah. we just had an episode about cum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, second best at the very beginning. God, it's so good. She says, you know, as the lead in to start singing, I got to ask him because if I don't, I don't know. I got to ask him because if I don't. <laughs> what well mama don't leave me hanging what happens if you don't um yeah. Yeah. and then lastly the best line in uh, perhaps any song ever is Ooh, it's a tall order okay i stepped into her office like yes mick mclarson she said girl ran out of my lip gloss and and then she continued, of course, but they had to find something that rhymed with lip gloss and, and it was by naming the principal, Miss McClarson. I think about that line so often, like through, this is how, I don't know how old, 10 years old or something. Oh my God. That, that rhyme. <laughs> I stepped into her office like, yes, Mick McClarson. She said, <laughs> girl, ran out of my lip gloss and. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> so do you want to uh, take a little break and talk about some controversy? Yeah, let's talk about some controversy. Ooh. Ooh. Right. Let's take a break. You can refresh your gloss. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take so are we back we're back we're back i'm now wearing the uh pink tinted lips jelly lipstick that i put yeah. under patreon so yeah sorry no one can see is on the main episode but you know i can that's see your life. Mouth. you can see my mouth yeah <laughs> weird way to say that but yes <laughs> um sure yeah okay well uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com we are on instagram youtube twitter facebook at gayish podcast uh find the links if you go to our facebook group uh slash group slash gayish podcast you can find the links to all the other shit including our discord so do that yeah our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails it's 5855-GAYISH that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com and our physical mailing address is post office box 19882 seattle washington 98109 and you're going to get tired of hearing me talk about it now, kids, but we are going on a mini tour. We're going on a Pacific Northwest tour, and the details are set. So, first off, we are going to be in Boise, Idaho for the Tree Fort Music Festival. That is Saturday, March 26th, 2022, at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. And it's my understanding that uh, it is free. So, the festival is not free, but the podcast part is free. So, it, that's a, that's a go, ahead and, go ahead and roll into there in Boise. Uh, then the very next weekend in Portland, Oregon, we will be at Hop Capital Brewing. That's uh, Sunday, April 3rd, 2022 at 1 p.m. That will be our fifth anniversary show. And we have a bunch of awesome surprises in store for you. And uh, then the very next weekend, we're going to finish our little Pacific Northwest tour in our hometown of Seattle, Washington. Uh, Sunday, April 10th, 2022 at 2 p.m. at the Hula Hula Karaoke Bar there in the neighborhood in Capitol Hill. Uh, we would absolutely love to see any and all of you at all of those places. Come and join us. They're all free. 
they're all free, no tickets needed for any of them. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it makes it easy enough. Yep. And I will be posting a Facebook event on our page and then I'll cross post it in the group also, but that will have all of the details on it so that you can remember and sign up. It would be very, very helpful to me personally and also our venues. If you would please indicate if you are interested or going or not so that we can do planning because we really don't know what to expect. How many of you fuckers are going to show up? <laughs> um, so, so please, uh, when, when you see that come across to our, our, our page, um, it, it would help out tremendously if you plan on going to please say so. Yeah. Uh, gays and straightest. Let's do our gays and straightest. I am happy to go first this week. Um, so the gayest thing about me this week, as I said, I'm here in, uh, back home for my brother's wedding. He's getting married on Tuesday. Tonight is a shower. And then afterwards there's a bachelor party thing, which I don't know. It's going to be crazy because like, <laughs> I have to work tomorrow and, um, a bachelor party who knows how insane it could get this is eastern washington but anyway there's a text thread for all the coordination of it and everybody's introducing themselves because nobody like knows what phone number is whose phone number because yeah. murph just gave his best man a fuckload of phone numbers and said plan a thing <laughs> anyway so my, my very first text of the whole thing is like hi i'm mike i'm murph's eldest and gayest brother and my <laughs> My my thought was like, I don't want to fight anxiety about like who knows and who doesn't. Mm. And I don't want to have like an in-person coming out moment. This is perfect. Just, hey, everybody, there's a gay in the group. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I have that same thing of like, yeah, I just want to like get it out here now. So we don't have to do the like, oh, you said something kind of weird or I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, and the straightest thing about me this week. Uh, so my, my dad uh, I had to pick him up and drive from from Seattle and drive him back to Yakima last night. And on the way, we stopped for lunch because he had a place that he wanted to stop for lunch. And uh, there was absolutely nothing on the menu whatsoever that was possibly going to be keto. So <laughs> rather than feel like I was queening out and being like, <laughs> I have to find something to eat. I can't eat anything here. I just like I I I totally broke my diet so that I wouldn't seem like a gay like mm -hmm. I like I was butching it up for my dad in a straight moment of like I'll be fine I'll eat whatever. Um, <laughs> Good thing you got a toilet near you now. Yeah, boy, howdy! My stomach hurt so bad last night. Oh. Anyway, I'm better today though. My gayest is I went to the Apple Store and I like signed up signed up for the Genius Bar and then I'm waiting for the like the person to come out and help me and I just have this anxiety about like I see all the people working there and like some guy looks like a bro. Like, is he going to be okay with me? Like, mm -hmm. I hope I get like, I always am like, I hope I get a woman. Cause like, they're going to be like just the anxiety. If I, am I going to get the right person and, and what, how are they going to feel about me and all this shit? Uh, that's my guest. Um, I have that anxiety all the time. Um, yeah. and my straightest is, uh, I've had some, like light bulbs that have been out they're like minor ones that i haven't like changed or needed to like the one there's one in a dryer like i don't yeah. know i can manage but like i finally changed it changed various light bulbs some of them in, included uh unscrewing things to get the light bulb out like figuring out what kind of weird <laughs> light bulb it takes and and yeah so uh, changing light bulbs that included using a screwdriver is my straightest <laughs> <laughs> it does feel good when you get like the motivation to do that kind of thing though right oh god like, yeah yeah and like yeah now instead of worrying about it for the past how two years it's finally done and i can yep. stop making myself feel bad about it yep <laughs> 
Well, a listener's gayest and straightest this time comes to us from Discord. And uh, this one comes from Psych Merce in our gayest and straightest channel. Gayest, for a group of TikTok friends becoming the unsolicited dick pic judge and critiquing <laughs> the living hell out of the pics submitted, having so much fun doing it. Oh, my God. And then straightest with the guys from the same group switching gears and talking up local breweries. So there was a dick beer, dick beer seesaw that was intense. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. It's almost like when you're the dick judge, like wanting to be like, do other things to be like, no, dudes, it's not all dicks here. Yeah. Right. That's funny. Um, that's it. A thank you to. Maximilian Faktorowitz for inventing lip gloss and faking out Kyle. I guess so. Uh, thanks to Little Mama for uh, the the most important song we've ever had about lip gloss. Nay, life. I think it really yeah. speaks to life in a yeah. metaphorical way. Um, thank you so much to fucking Dan for everything he's done for the podcast. We appreciate him. We'll miss him. I'm sure y'all will too. Yep. Um, and as he said, he'll be around. Just uh, you know. A listener now. Now he can call and leave bitchy voicemails again. <laughs> uh, it'll be just like the old days. Um, <laughs> and thank you to the following. Super Gap Bridgers, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B. Dusty Sands, uh, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cachatorian, Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. Thank that you is... for your, for the lip gloss money you give us. Thank you. Yeah, we can buy a lot of lip gloss. Uh, that is it. Uh, this has been Gayish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Gloss your lips with something. Mm-hmm. See you next week. Bonus, bonus round uh, in the song in Avril Lavigne song uh, uh, "Girlfriend" yeah. smash worldwide hit. Uh, "Girlfriend" Lil Mama did a remake with her, and uh, <laughs> Avril Lavigne goes, "Hey you, I don't like your girlfriend." And in the background, you know the ad in that Ma- Lil Mama did because she's there goes, "Lil Mama be a girlfriend." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know why the maybe it's the way she said it. It was just like. It's like someone talking to some dude and I just see her like poking her head out being like, Lil Mama be a girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, Lil Mama, no, it's talking to this between Avril Lavigne and some dude. You know, uh, Avril Lavigne recorded like a million versions of that song where the chorus is in different languages. Yes. Why do I know that? There, I, yeah, I've like heard a compilation of just every single like language version of that some it's just some of it's it's like i don't know like avril lavigne clearly does not speak chinese and so (laughs) (laughs) trying to is pretty great yeah and then it's just the chorus i'm like well okay you reeled him in with the chorus, and then yeah. <laughs> it's like I, yeah. she got tired. She's like, "No, I'm not doing the verses. Fuck that noise." <laughs> I, that would be yeah. That would be a whole lot. You got to like show people you're making some kind of effort without having to make too much of an effort. You know, gayish. <laughs> <laughs>